0: everyone, welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. No Derek Terry on the podcast today. We recorded a special edition of Kentucky Daily with Kentucky volleyball coach Craig Skinner. Uh, Craig Skinner has led a successful volleyball program in Lexington. The Cats are among the best in the country this season. They're currently 14-0, the only unbeaten team in SEC play. Uh, This weekend, they will play Ole Miss in a series Friday and Saturday at Memorial Coliseum where they will honor four seniors, Gabby Curry, Madison Lilly, Kendall Parris, and Avery Skinner. So I wanted to get Coach Skinner on the podcast to talk about the success of his volleyball program, the importance of the senior class. Uh, The first year that I started covering the U.K. beat was 2017, uh, which was this group's freshman season, and they've had a dominant run through the program for these four seasons. I mean, get this. Kentucky volleyball has won 33 sets in a row, dating back to their series at Missouri in October. That's just dominance. Uh, so I want to ask uh, Coach Skinner, you know, what the secret and what the recipe is for all that success. Talk to him about his program. Talk to him a little bit about the the growth and popularity of the sport of volleyball. Um, Coach Skinner is probably one of my favorite people around UK athletics. The, the first – The first thing I was ever credentialed to was a U.K. volleyball match against Western Kentucky, I believe, in 2017. So uh, haven't been able to get out there this season. Didn't make it out there last season, but I'm I'm planning to be back out there at some point, uh, as always, watching from home if I'm not there. So uh, be sure to tune in to Kentucky Volleyball as they close out this regular season here over the next couple of weeks as they try to win a fourth consecutive SEC championship. So this senior class could go four for four. Uh, Also, thank you to the Butcher's Pub, two locations, one in Pineville, Kentucky, one in Williamsburg, Kentucky, and a third one coming to London, Kentucky pretty soon. Uh, You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. We're grateful and thankful for everything the Butcher's Pub has done for Kentucky daily. Uh, Before we jump into this interview with Coach Skinner, I do want to remind you that at some point this weekend, we will be migrating over to Blue Wire Pod since we partnered with them. So I'll be sure to announce that on social media to let you know that if the podcast feed might be unavailable for maybe 16 to 24 hours, I'm not sure exactly how long, but it should be a pretty quick and efficient migration over to Blue Wire. Should be no hiccups in your listening or anything like that. Uh, I'll be sure to get that out to you in a timely manner to let you know what's going on there. But we're excited for our migration over to Blue Wire Pods, and we're excited for you to hear this episode with Coach Skinner.
1: Hey, Sean, thanks for having me. It's been a while to talk to you.
0: Yeah, Coach, you've won uh, 33 sets in a row, so I guess I'll just uh, keep it simple. What's the recipe for success? Sean, you
1: know it's only talent. I mean, it's just talent gets you 33. (laughs) I, I, You know, I don't – just on another interview, and I think just the balance of what we do has been – the biggest thing you know offensively, we don't necessarily have to rely on one person. there's several people we can score points with. I think the other thing is our defense you know we're really holding opponents to a low hitting percentage, which you know it's a lot harder to prepare for somebody's defense and his offense um and then you know offensively with a you know setter you know quarterback like Madison Lilly to be able to distribute the ball to people in good situations and hit you know. 350 is probably, the you know, the biggest factor is just all those things combined, things combined, I think.
0: And talk to me about the impact of this senior class. The first year that I started covering UK athletics was this group's freshman season. So Madison, okay. Avery, and all those. And you're going to honor those seniors this weekend against Ole Miss. What has that group meant to the program?
1: Well, you know, we recruited them with the, you know, as we built this program, you know, to where it was then and now w- recruit them in the mindset of let's compete for a national championship. And, um, you know, if you go back to when Stoops first got here, why not us? You know, th- that wasn't the tagline, but, you know, we got in a national reputation and we had the opportunity to recruit some of these great players and, um, you know, they delivered. And we talked about our recruiting process. They performed as freshmen. They're still performing as seniors. I think the consistency, but I think the biggest – part is they've shown everybody that we need to continue to get better individually and they are all still doing that you know we're eight months into their senior year when we started back in august and they're still finding little ways to get a little bit better and if you have that type of mentality then you
0: know sky's the limit and this is a program you know lee edmund is gone but this is a program craig that is just it replaces great players with other great players when you look back on what you and your staff have built there in Lexington, do you ever just sit back and think, wow. Well,
1: I can think back when I was an assistant coach and I was scared to death to be a head coach. Not, not That's the wrong terminology, but you know, I was like, man, I'm not sure I'm ready. There's so many things you have to do as a head coach decisions yet, you know, so then, and then we take over Kentucky and our last in the league and, you know, my thought then was, we have one direction to go, so let's do this. You know, you start at the top, you got one direction to go too. Um, so I think we start in a good place. But at the time, you're trying to get to the SEC tournament. Then you're trying to make the NCAA tournament. Then you're trying to, you know, be in the top three. Or then you're trying to knock off Florida. So there's a gradual progression. And um, I don't know, maybe when I'm retired, I'll, I'll look back and say, man, that was cool. But there's
0: too many things going on right now to think about it, I guess and obviously this season, even though you're unbeaten, it's pre- presented a lot of challenges with COVID. I mean, how how hard has it been to just establish a rhythm? Because you had the, the season in the fall, and then you you have that period off. Then you come back, and then you have two weekend series get postponed. Has is, is that been the biggest challenge, to just maybe establishing that rhythm that you would in a normal season? Well, what, one thing I just thought about as you asked that question was, um, the
1: nice thing about what we're going through is you can't, get ahead of yourself you can't oh we're undefeated we're going to win it all we're going to win the I mean you just you can't even go there because there's so many things happening each and every day with you know is everybody in practice are we going to be able to travel is South Carolina going to be able to come here is Ole Miss going to be able to come here so you, you can't even get to tomorrow because you have to work through today so that's the first part The second, yes it's been unbelievably difficult and um uh, you know, I think, you know, as, as everyone says, mentally more than physically, you know, our players have done a phenomenal job of staying in shape from last March to now, from November to January, from January to now. So the physical piece, you know, I got to give all the credit to our strength coach and, and our players for doing that. But, you know, to, to, we live to compete. and We want to compete with other schools. And sure, we want to practice and train and get better. But the reason we're doing that is to play. And so when you get told you can't play, it's a total letdown. And it's been, you know, we've had a couple challenges recently, and you know, hopefully no more going forward. But um, it's, it's been
0: tough. It's been tough. I know you don't want to get too far ahead, but this is an opportunity to win four straight SEC championships. Mm -hmm. Just having that opportunity, what does that mean to you in this program? Well,
1: since you know, the last one they – you know, Kentucky won was in 1989, I believe, before 2017. And, you know, to say we're going to win, you know, or have the chance to win a, another one, to, which would make it four straight, is, um, you know, a first any sport, any league, any profession, being able to do that is, um, you know, just the fact that you're in the conversation I think is the coolest piece. And if we're able to, to finish it off and get it done – you know, certainly look back at this period of time and, and segment, and and you know appreciate the seniors. But man, it take you got to have four good classes to win championships. You just do. You can't just rely on one class alone. And and we've been forced the last four years to have a really solid group, freshman to senior, and um, you know, and each senior class is led in a different way. Um, so you know, just thankful that we've had, and also the staff that we have is unreal you know the, the they make up for my weaknesses i can help them come along and they can help each other and you know just uh, we look we all look forward to coming in each and every day and i um, just thankful for people like honors carly Kristen, katie pool or volunteer jake and ga nate um for all that they do and uh couldn't do it without them and of course if we didn't have chris Schultz, we wouldn't be in the place we
0: were either Chris is is kind of the secret to behind all the success, right? All his programs that he's he's leading is kind of going to the table.
1: I'd I'd be re-signing his contract right now, right?
0: (laughs) Uh, Craig, one of the changes that COVID brought along with it was the changes to the schedule with playing the same program, same weekend, back-to-back time, same location. What do you think about how that's kind of played out for the league this year?
1: It, it's a good thing in the fact that
0: you know you're not
1: you're not taking as much a toll on yourself travel wise. You're going one place and coming back. You know you're not going from one city to the next city. Then you're you're not in three cities in the span of three days. You're in two, and that's a that's that's a factor um, playing on the road. Uh, the I think the nice thing you know for the schools that are going to be able to play in the NCAA tournament is you you get you get a chance to play over and over again back to back days, which is uh, something that will help us. I think it's hard there because, you know, we should know what the other team is going to do and they should know what we're going to do. So you, you have to execute at a higher level, I think, in the second night to be successful than you do on the first night um, just because the team is going to be better prepared for you. Uh, but I, I think it's been good and it's, it was the right decision for sure in this situation. And we're even talking about possibly doing some of that going forward a hybrid
0: model of what we've done in the past and that, but nothing's finalized yet. Now I mentioned earlier you're going to honor your seniors this weekend, but I want to ask you about Avery Skinner. Obviously she played a huge part in that Elite Eight runner freshman season, didn't see the court as much sophomore-junior season, but just how impressed have you been with her resiliency and desire to continue to get better even throughout her role changing in her career? Yeah. That's a story we're going to tell for a long time, Sean. I mean, those are the stories that you you reiterate
1: and speak about to your freshmen and sophomores when they're coming through the program, because she came in and we didn't, we didn't know she was going to start as a freshman. She came in and just lit it up in preseason. Um, And then, you know, Stumler comes in and she takes her spot and, you know, Gabriel's still competing in practice every day, but, you know, Stumler ends up playing the majority of the matches. Um, And then, she made the decision. There's no way I'm sitting on the bench my senior year. And the the from a year ago to now, the player that she is is completely different. And for those that know our team well, she never played back row before this year. So she's playing all the way around, playing the back row, serve receiving, playing defense. That's probably the most impressive thing is that she's doing that those skills at the higher at the highest level. We knew she could hit, we knew she could block, but just the fact that she's passing and playing defense and serving the way she is
0: is. All the credit to her for getting to that point. And now no no team in any sport around the country has really got to experience the full effect of the fan base this year with COVID, with limited capacity, attendance, and everything. But you've been an advocate for the sport of volleyball and the popularity that continues to grow within the sport. I've heard you speak on it multiple times. And I sent you something last fall about a PE teacher in the state of Tennessee that had on not a Kentucky basketball shirt, not a Kentucky football shirt. A Kentucky volleyball shirt. And I ran into him and I just talked to him about it, I had like a 30 minute conversation about it. What, what does that mean to you to see the growth of the sports popularity just continuing to climb? Everything. I mean,
1: you know, we want to compete, we want to win, but you know, I challenge our players, what is your bigger picture? You know, if my, if my only picture is to coach volleyball, I mean, that's pathetic. And so, you know, what is the bigger picture is, you know, exp- you know, expanding on that, helping other people grow, helping other people achieve their dreams and goals and getting a fan base to, to get excited about the product you put on the floor, want kids in the stands thinking to themselves as they're watching, man, I would love to be part of that program and team and fans to see, Oh, what's that over there? What's, you know, that's what motivates me each and every day. And, um, you know, first of all, it blows me away that we're the highest participated girls sport in the state of Kentucky. But I think there's, Nine SEC states, and in five of those states, volleyball is the number one participate high school sport. Two others are softball, or two one of two others are soccer, one other is softball. I'm like, wait, are you kidding? How does that equate in the southeast? Um, so a lot of people, a lot of programs, a lot of grassroots people have really made that, and I'm glad that we've been able to do our small part. But it, yeah, it gives me it gives me goosebumps to hear about a PE teacher in Tennessee with a Kentucky
0: volleyball shirt on for sure. Coach, I really appreciate you taking some time to join me. Good luck this weekend against Ole Miss and then moving forward throughout the rest of the season. Thanks so much, Sean. Have a, have a great weekend.
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin
0: Hagler and Thomas Hearns.